0: Hey guys, I wanted to talk to you about Hal for Wildlife. Hal provides you, the sportsman, with tools to have your voice heard on matters that are that are affecting wildlife management and your hunting and fishing rights. Hal has sent out over 1.5 million pieces of correspondence in the last seven months on your behalf and has either progressed or won every action they have been involved in. It's a very powerful tool. But it doesn't work without you. So please give it a look and get involved in the current actions. It takes less than a minute for you to have your voice heard. And it's important that even if those actions don't seemingly affect you, that you still get involved because we're all in this together. One voice, one how. So get on there, be a part of it, get involved in those actions, and become a member. Thank you. Let's roll into this next episode. Hi, welcome to Days in Wild, Big Game Hunting Podcast, brought to you by Phoenix Shooting Bags. Today, we're going to talk antelope. Got me and uh, Tony Bag of Donuts, aka Mr. Phoenix Shooting Bags, in the house, and we're going to shoot the shit a little bit about uh, about antelope hunting. So, what's
1: going on, man? What's going on, John? I haven't seen you in a little bit.
0: I know. <laughs> oh, that's not, not entirely true. I saw no. you for about 10 minutes I this know. morning. I know. I <laughs> know freaking getting killed by mosquitoes. Dude, it bit me in the freaking hand. They were all over the place. I man. got bit in the hand. Like, I've been itching my hands all day long.
1: Like, I got destroyed. That's all right. I'm good out to 70, and that's all that matters. That's all I had to do. I just had to verify. I shot the
0: four arrows, and
1: I was out of there. I was like, no way. Oh, I forgot to bring you your arrow. I forgot. I found that one. Oh, yeah. That's, that's all right. That's all right. No worries. John, she's like, shit, that's why I found this arrow. Just to, you know. I know, I know, I do. He picks the wrong pin.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, it's all right. It happens. It happens from time to time. And actually, you know what? It happens more often on that new bow because, I don't know if I ever showed you, you know, all my other sites, it's green, 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 and the middle's red, and uh-huh. then green, green, green. That bow or that site is green, green, red, Green, green, red, green. It's oh, like that's too many, yeah. I mean, no, it's, it's just, messes you up at the Yeah, it, it screws me up and I like when I get to red I know I'm at fifty. And then if it, like if yeah it screws me up. I still haven't I gotta figure out how to change that. The site. No, yeah. it's not the site. I just gotta change the pin. Um it's just the bow site. They don't they don't sell the pin separately. You know what I'd do to make that site? They only sell a five pin now. Got to buy two sights and pull pins off the other one to make that a seven pin.
1: Yeah. I, I like five five pins. I just put the middle one as a uh, an, a yellow. Yeah, but you have a and then you have yeah, a slider. I have a slider. I know. I don't but, have a slider. But that's it. Yeah, five I pins. I try not. I try not to shoot further than forty yards. Now that's it. It's my go to. Forty yards on every
0: animal. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you should switch to for. You should switch to a freaking uh, longbow then. Uh. Forty yards, my ass. But You're going to be the first that's guy. That's my goal. You're going to be the first guy 100 yards dialing uh, it up. No. 70s.
1: That's it. That's my cutoff.
0: That's why I won't shoot a slider. Yeah. What? It goes to 60. I know, I know me. 100. If,
1: 120. If, if it'll go, I'll dial it up to it. Yeah. Ah, 200. <laughs> well, speaking of that, that's... Honestly, in my opinion, for antelope, 70 yards is like the happy medium to where you kind of always get to. I feel like they have a tolerance out to seventy yards. No,
0: the tolerance is way shorter than that. I don't know what I mean. I, I mean, way longer than that. It's like, or, or but it's actually shorter. What yeah. it is? I mean, like, I think it's about two hundred twenty-five yards. Like two hundred twenty-five to two hundred fifty mm-hmm. yards. Once you get inside that, they're gone. No, but I'm saying, like, I feel like I've
1: been so. Lately, I don't know, I just, when I'm with my kids, I try to stalk on animals with them, especially my daughter. Mm-hmm. Like, we're like, all right, let's go, let's go, let's go and see how close we can get. And we don't have any bow or nothing. got you. We're just gotcha. messing around. And for some reason, it's already been three times now, mm-hmm. we snuck up on antelope and got 70 yards. Mm-hmm. So, and
0: then once I got to the 70-yard mark, got right. Well, I mean, I could tell you right now, I see. I've killed, except for the one on the water hole, I've killed six, spot and stock, and all six have been. My shortest shot was 50. My longest was 97. They're was not easy. Everything, They're everything easy in to kill. I would say. I would say honestly, 70 is probably spot on where the other ones were all right. About 70. Well, that, I mean, I killed mine at 70, and that was.
1: That was dead on, but I felt like I always got to seventy, and, I, and either they like took off. I mean, yeah, we've yeah. we've had a few follies at closer range, but <laughs> <laughs> but Do that's, that's, get that's into just that? no, no. We, you already, really, re- really? we already seen we already had a podcast about that. Did one. we? We talking about yeah, that we in talking the talking about it? Yeah,
0: I think we should bring that back no, up. Okay. I, no, I, I love I, that. I think I love I think, that folly. It's my I favorite. think,
1: <laughs> but you know what? All those follies they make you for a better hunter. Yeah. So. Now, like, I feel like when I, a lot of times now with me, a mule deer, I've used all the things I've learned with antelope mm-hmm. to get really close. A mule deer with, like, crawling on my belly, mm-hmm. really going so, like, I mean, slow, like that flask, say, even to get an extra 10, 20 yards closer, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's taken me over an hour to get that little bit and i'm moving like i feel like miller like like so freaking slow right i'm watching each bush every noise making sure my 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 wrist is not like my uh, my release is not hitting anything because mm-hmm. it clicks you know it's right. just hanging there i'm so conscious of everything and i i, I attribute all that to antelope hunting because it was so freaking hard
0: so antelope hunting by far taught me more about spot and stalk than any other animal i did i mean one because i mean how many like when when we yeah. went to how many did you do in a day like you'll go i would say at least five or five. six stalks. yeah, you know, yeah. minimum
1: where, five if you get more probably but it we were being a little picky so i we could probably go on more but we were just trying to uh you know
0: no, we wanted course. a decent one, yeah, of course, well, so, but what's the difference between that and and deer, like you'll do five in a week, you know, <laughs> because you're spending so much time looking for that one, yeah, and finding him in the right spot where you can put a stalk on him, where antelope are in the wide open, and they you know they just it's a game of numbers. You know, the more bat bats you get, the eventually you're going to make it happen. I feel like the most important
1: thing is the terrain while hunting antelope. Mm-hmm. You could go and you could see mainly, is there a rise? Can I freaking get underneath? Can I go in this wash? Can I pop up this way? You know, I feel like you have to use your map, your onyx maps and really understand the topography of, mm-hmm. you know, where how you're going to approach it. I'm pretty sure, me, I like coming from the top down, mm-hmm. but on most of those flat fields, Yeah. you're just trying to find like a little cut that you could just like...
0: Anything that's going to hide your body. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. I, I remember crawling a lot of freaking times and then getting those little, little cactuses.
0: Oh yeah, the ones that oh. hide the grass, those are the worst.
1: But it worked. Mm-hmm. Um, that stupid little hat thing worked for a little bit the, I the think little that, decoy i think
0: yeah, it, it buys you time
1: yeah a little time if you're way out and then like if you need to get to like another like little rise to get you know go another 100 yards just if you have to like kind of go over right put that hat on just for like that 15 20 seconds while you're you know kind of crawling just to get down mm-hmm. i think it helps because then they're like oh maybe that's just another antelope yeah um, I believe the white shirt freaking thing works out awesome, I think.
0: Well, let, let's talk about that a little bit. That's – that's a, I, I, I actually believe that that is illegal some places. I'm not sure. Somebody brought that up to me because they asked me that question, and I didn't know the answer. So definitely look into it. But that's called flagging. And I did it for – I mean, every time I went – I learned it from the first guy I went antelope hunting with in South Dakota – and I started wearing a white T-shirt underneath, the my, camo, underneath my camo, so that if I needed to, I could pull that off and use that. And the time that I noticed the most success with it is when uh, I was actually there with Frank and Levi, mm-hmm. and Frank was stalking this buck. You know, he's crawling through you know twenty-four inch sage and um and Levi was behind them and the the buck i knew he couldn't see them moving uh-huh because he was actually a little bit even lower so it would have been really hard but i was way ba- i was way back behind them probably 2 300 yards behind frank and levi and they were within i don't know maybe 150 180 yards at this point of the buck and the buck was looking in that direction. And I realized that I can see the reflection, and we'll talk about this more too, reflection of the sun off their backs. And it's not like they were wearing mirrors or metal or anything. That was literally just the shininess of their, their camo. camo. Yeah.
1: I know back then, also like that Walmart camo that people used, you know, that, I mean, we used to wear the same, we used
0: yeah. to wear a Walmart camo. It did have like a little sheen to the I, I to think the, the newer stuff's even worse, like yeah. especially like the the synthetic fabrics. I noticed the only one that really doesn't do it is... The, I like the sicko one. Yeah, the The, the, the marino. The yeah, They're so exactly.
1: faded. Yep. All my pants, everything I have is faded. I don't care, but... Yeah. I like, I don't know,
0: I'm like... I like the no, old, that's, the old that, stuff. Honestly, work, it works the best, and that's what I was just going to get at. But anyway, so I noticed the shimmer off the back, and that's what the freaking antelope was keying in on. Uh-huh. So what I did was I quickly took off that shirt, and I got my white shirt, and I still sat down, and I started flapping the shirt up and uh. down and flagging and he started looking at me uh-huh. and he walked like 50 60 yards closer. towards me mm-hmm. which of course brought him closer to frank to frank and frank drew back shot and missed wow. but that's just par for the question <laughs> for good old frank the tank god bless, that guy. god bless god bless his soul but uh yeah so yeah flagging works like it'll for that kind of situation i think it it buys you time. It gets their curiosity. You know they'll come and check it out, but they're not going to come. You know it's not like a decoy where they're going to come running across the field and come yeah. right to bow range. I was much further back, you know, and he. I mean, maybe
1: that's a good tactic for some a friend being yeah. back there. And hey, I think so. Oh, hey, I'm I'm like I can't go any further. Can right. you like get? Can yeah. you like do something to get their attention away from me mm-hmm. or whatever? Yeah, and they could use that tactic.
0: Well, I thought about that with elk hunting and everything else. Like, I mean, that's a tactic we use. Like, you want the elk to think that the cow is, you know. Yeah, but that's in a calling situation, not a but visual. Ca- but calling a visual, it's the same thing. You're 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 inducing a, uh, or you're invoking a response. Uh huh. No, 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 I get it. Right, and you know that whatever it is that you're doing is probably not um, good enough or not, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't know. Believable enough that it's going to get him to come the full distance. Uh-huh. But you might get him to come, you know, closer, which is, you know, which is good. So, but... Um, yeah let's I mean, going back to the to the shimmer thing like i that's one of the main things now, like most people are concerned about wind, which I mean with antelope, not really that big of a deal, I mean, I'm not saying give a full wind and stink like shit, yeah, but you, you could cheat it a little you bit. you could cheat it a lot more than you could if you were hunting deer, uh-huh, but their eyesight is number one, so anything that like deals with their eyesight. Uh, also reflect like, bow, your bulb reflecting yeah, any of that stuff reflective surfaces movement any of that stuff that's like a definite you know you have to have that under control 100 percent.
1: what do you feel about like those cow decoys i've been seeing a lot of guys using those those cow decoys have gotten so good they're Boy, they're amazing I, yeah i know saw know the one I, I saw
0: the one that he made for you yeah um I use it for deer. I use, I haven't. I haven't used it for antelope because we haven't gone. I had the that one red one, uh-huh. the original Montana decoy, big red or whatever I think it's called. Um, I used that. No, I brought it with me, and I didn't end up using it because I shot that antelope. I think it was with the, that last trip with. I went to Wyoming with you. Mm-hmm. I think I had it. I'm pretty sure I had it with me, but we never used. I never used it because whatever that antelope was in broken up country, and I had the terrain, like you know, whatever. Um, but I think it would work great. I know my buddy who guides; he uses horses, and they walk behind the horses. Yeah, and I've seen like, that a couple times. You know, I've tried actually tried to do that in South Dakota with deer uh, a couple times, and it worked out p- pretty good for the most part it gets you you know it's that same thing like you can get to a hundred yards and then you just got to be patient and just you know let them feed and walk into you but if you start breaking that
1: that distance that yeah.
0: distance then they then they're staring and they're looking and they're like oh wait that horse has you know eight legs and not four you know stuff that, that kind of stuff situation but I mean the cow the, actually the cows
1: is what Helped me out on my elk hunt. There was a bunch of cows in the field that I was hunting. And uh, I called in the bull. And the bull fixated right by, like, looked right at the cows. Mm-hmm. And was, like, looking at the cows. And I just moo-moo, kept on cows. Your moo-moo cows. Moo-moo yeah, cows, yeah, yeah. Moo-moo cows and kept on walking. And then I stopped them, pulled back, let it go. But uh, cow decoy, I think, I may try it on this elk hunt. Yeah, uh, just just if we need to get closer, if in the field. I don't know? see.
0: I don't see why not. There's a lot
1: of cattle in there. Yeah, area. there's huge. There's huge amount of cattle over there. All right. So what are the other taxes that we that you think that is most important for antelope hunting? I think honestly with the rifle, I, it's a pretty easy hunt. You just got to find them. I don't think that people it, are gonna have. I think what that people are gonna have a hard time with rifle hunting them is getting up off the ground because it's such high, you know, the, sa- the, the yeah. sage bushes and all those, like, uh, in, in the position. grass. You can't shoot
0: prone. Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, or you're going to have to use a really tall bipod. Um, yeah. And I think sitting up on the tripod, putting, like, a TBD bag on the tripod and just using, like, a large bag as a rear bag, mm-hmm. learning how to sit and shooting would be the best, you know, Application for that. I don't think this is my first.
0: This is my first rifle antelope tag I've ever had, and I'm actually still bringing the. I'm still bringing the bow. Yeah. So I I don't know. I'll I'll have both because I it's only a three day hunt. So, you know, I don't know if I'm going to have that many at bats. I don't. I've never even stepped foot in this place. So I don't know what what exactly to expect. I did a little cyber scouting, but that's about it. Um, as far as tactics are concerned, my my biggest thing like. What I found is the biggest key to antelope is that when you're stalking them, if you, all right, let's put it this way if you come around the corner to the antelope and he sees you, he's going to bolt. If you're sitting around the corner and he comes around the corner and sees you, he's going to stop and look Uh uh-huh it's a complete like i don't know if like that makes sense but that's why when i hunt antelope it's almost always spot and ambush Uh uh-huh i watch what they're doing i try to watch where they're going and i try to put myself in a position that they're going to come to me at least a little bit Uh uh-huh and you almost have to because you know the land doesn't lend itself to that too so, like, I learned this over time because, you know, you see an antelope and he's, like, sitting on an island and it's, like, you know, there's wash behind him, there's wash on the side of him, there's, you know, a little cut over here, a little rise over there, but none of it's within shooting distance of where you can shoot from. So you get to the spot that you think is best with the wind and whatever. And, hope, and, and you and hope that he comes to you, you, right? But then I started looking, and I'm like, once that started working for me, and I started having opportunities and, and, and it's not, I'm not just basing off of me. Cause like I've only, like I said, I've only shot six. So I'm not like an expert. I'm like, but I, I yeah, but you know him enough. You
1: shot him enough. You got, you went but six also, years in a row and you shot him six times in a row. So it's not like you're,
0: I also helped Bob, Joe, you, you know, Frank, frank of nor- m- many times like and you know many st- like stalks and stuff so yeah i got i got a lot of experience with it and you know i can i can say this know, is what makes th- me I've, I've only had one tag that i didn't fill which was my arizona tag and i only really hunted 3 days so but um and i you know unfortunately i had a, i squandered that that tag because i had already something scheduled and airplane tickets and all this other stuff when i found out it was just this poor poorly planned situation but anyway i didn't get the chance to to haunt antelope uh like i like i should have i shouldn't didn't spend the time that i should have here um and i had a unit that you know so where know. are you going right now you're going i've been new new mexico you're going to new mexico so it's yeah. just a, somebody's ranch. somebody's yeah it's a buddy of mine from here okay he uh, he has a ranch out there. Um, he inherited a ranch out there. Okay. His grandfather passed away, and they were cattle ranchers, and there's just a big... And it's surrounded by a bunch of public land um, that he leases. So he really doesn't... He's not a hunter. Uh-huh. He doesn't know. Um, he just knows that he sees the antelope out there, and in, I was able to get a permit for it. So Sweet. I'm gonna go give it a try. It might be, it might be something like I'm gonna get out there and there's you know, yeah, there's antelope, but it's one herd, you know. <laughs> and, and, I, and I'm like, but I, I don't know. So I really don't know what to expect, and hopefully it'll be. Oh, you'll, it'll make, be good. you'll make something happen. Uh, you, I did. I did already make some some friends over there. Yeah. Um, a neighbor of his that he kind of put me in contact with, and we talked. So if the hunting is not so good on his place i might be able to get on their place so um yeah we'll see
1: able to use a rifle so
0: yeah exactly And i'll be able to use a rifle so if i do see one you know i went and tested the rifle out i shot it out to 1100 yards it's good
1: it's good good. (laughs) and you're not gonna shoot shoot the dirt in front of you this time oh my god yeah honestly that was good that was a good uh, video i liked it that was that was real good but, you know, it had some teaching moments in that video. Let's go to that video.
0: I know we're not going to. Let's go back to Antelope. Let's go back to that video over there. So you're talking so, about my. I had last year in October. Um, I had a tag, a limited entry hunt that I won at the sports. Or excuse me. At the um, Utah. The uh, Mule Deer Hunt Expo. Okay. Mule Deer Foundation Hunt Expo in Utah. And I won this limited entry Uh, buck mule deer on the books cliffs books cliff south and i i mean first off i was floored that i won it and it's always like when you won it when you find out that you win it it's like okay now i gotta throw this i'm gonna because it's you know once in a lifetime not really once in a lifetime because but because i could still draw that tag Uh um but you know, here's a situation that's a really great thing, and I I'm throwing it into all the other hunts that I already have, yeah, planned. So there's that, and then it's a migration hunt, basically. So even if I went there in the summertime to go scout or whatever, and I had the time to do that, I wouldn't be looking at anything that I that was going to help me out, except for figuring out roads and yeah, and yeah, blah, blah. maybe some old sign, whatever. Um. So I never, you know, never once. I I set five days aside. I said, well, it's a rifle hunt. I'm gonna five days. I should be able to get it done. Should be. See, (laughs) I should be able to get it. So I set five days aside, and you know that's including traveling. Yeah. So really, not even four days of hunting. So, um, I got. You know, the day came up. I I left. I went to go pick up. Nick, my cameraman, in Payson, and we were gonna head up. And on the way there, he's like, "Hey, I need some more time. I got something going on with the horses." Da, 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 da. I'm like, "Okay, cool. I, I'm gonna take this time. I'm gonna go to Four Peaks real quick, go shoot my." No, dog. I
1: re- I remember the whole day. I remember yeah. the whole story. <laughs> I mean, you, you said it, I mean, people. You guys should go and watch it on YouTube. It's a great story. Yeah, I I remember something was up with the freaking 300 rum, mm-hmm. and then you grabbed the six. Thank God, you had the 6.5 Creemore. Yep, but. What I want to go over with is that oh, you my. being, you being a well-rounded hunter. I know you don't. I know you don't really shoot the gun that often, but you do. Like y- you're.
0: I've been you're around guns w- yes. my whole life. Yes, yes. yes, I'm experienced with with the rifle. Yes,
1: and even you at that moment of. You practice. You know your shot. Like you know you're not gonna fucking miss a hundred fifty yard shot. Right. Like even me. I mean, and I ha- I have I have I missed I missed the eighty seven yard shot with my rifle. Oh, I remember that. Yes. The, the cruise and, there. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm still embarrassed about it. But we're I would say you're a professional hunter, and you too. S- you 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 didn't look at the, the small details. Like, mm-hmm. you didn't realize, yeah, your scope, you could see through your scope, but your muzzle was covered on that little mound of, of dirt. And it didn't look like it,
0: but... I almost y- did it again with Olivia. Yeah. You weren't. You didn't see that because you no, weren't you, there yet. You was told me the, the you told about that.
1: You told me about we that. We got
0: set up, and actually, Olivia saw it before I did. Uh-huh. And she was like, she almost, you know, like you I almost shoot that, a that.
1: I almost did that with Joey, on that bear hunt, yeah. and I'm like, Joey, Joey, wait, 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 wait. I'm like, you're, you're the muzzle's way too close because we're like on a, yeah, straight cliff, and I had like, I had like the large bag as the rear bag. Rear is
0: the rear bag, so you're really.
1: And I had a small bag, a small. A, I had a, the small ridge runner uh-huh. as the front bag.
0: Uh huh.
1: That's how. That's how I had to use it. Yeah. And. I'm telling you, it like if he would have shot, he would have shot the rock right. around I'm like, right. oh wait, 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 we need to just get up. Like, so what I did was I just like added a TBD bag just right to the to the small, and I it was like perfect. But yeah, even you know you gotta always check, check twice. I mean, in the in the heat of the moment. Just like you are doing with your bow, you're doing all your checklists no, I mean you gotta do that b- also with the rifle it hap- too it
0: happens with the bow all the time, you know how many times you hit a limb or you know you get still focused. so focused. The thing was with me though that 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 specific situation, and you don't know this from the film and i'm gonna I'm gonna put something out there that's gonna either make people laugh or look at me funny. I was about to literally shit my pants. <laughs> I'm not joking, I like love you. We were when I was up there glassing. When I glassed him up, we were I was eating a burrito and I hadn't eaten all day, and I slammed this burrito as I'm um, as I'm glassing this deer and watching where he's going and blah blah blah. And I slam it, and then we go for a mad dash, running a couple hundred, you know, a couple thousand yards. Actually, we were at 1,800 when I glassed him up, and I got in there and I'm like, my fucking stomach was like. It, it was it was about to fall out of my butt, Yeah. right? And I'm like, so I'm I'm like flustered because of this. Then also where I originally wanted to come over, I came over and the and the aspect wasn't right. I couldn't see him, so I'm like, all right, I mean, we got to drop down and we moved and we got and we didn't film this this part because I I don't know why he just didn't turn the camera on. We moved, and when I moved and I popped over, he was 159 yards, and I was in my head. I was like. Oh, we're going to be 250 yards away. You know, I thought I had like some distance. Some distance. I was planning on setting the phone scope up and, you know, videoing the shot like perfectly from there. So I, when I got that set, I'm like, and he hurt. We were so close that he No, I, I, us. I could see it from the video. You yeah, can yeah. see him getting up. It's like, I knew he, he wouldn't heard video. us. So he got up and he flipped around and he's yeah. looking, but he couldn't really see us, but he heard us. So he knew something was going on. I'm like, I, I you see it in the video. I turned to, Nick, I'm like, I need to shoot him right now. Yeah, yeah. So I I didn't want to get... I didn't want to expose myself, so I tried to creep up as close as I could, uh-huh. and I was creeping up with the gun, so I wasn't really seeing the muzzle. But that's what I mean. Like Everybody's yeah. got to like double-check
1: yeah. everything, especially fathers with kids and stuff like that because the kids don't know yeah so that's what you're there for like really you got to yeah. double check those i'm just saying i'm just what i'm saying is it's a good lesson learned for everybody to watch it and understand like it, it happens to the best of us yeah and if you didn't know you'd be like oh my god my gun's off No, right. he shot the freaking
0: dirt you were thinking that probably ahead i, head. I know you were telling me you were thinking that it was the turrets the first couple of seconds and then uh, i realized i yeah. realized automatically what i did yeah i'm like oh shit i shot the freaking dirt and so, yeah,
1: just going into this season, these are the things that I would say: Hey, guys, really double check, just yeah. one extra step in your in, in your
0: in your shot process, and don't yeah, do it. Lucky for me, he only ran like thirty forty yeah. yards, and you know, I I got on him really quick and made the follow up shot. Actually, was at that point he was facing right at me. I shot him right here. Yeah, I shot him right in the right in the chest. I've done that. I love that shot. Oh my god, it dropped like a sack of That's great. <laughs> I love it. So, but anyway, All right. go back to antelope hunting. Yeah, antelope hunting. Um, yeah, I don't. I really don't remember where we left off, but I know that I start using that spot and ambush te- technique. So think about think about that when you're watching them and. And sometimes you'll see especially if they're in the rut and you're you know you're hunting with the bow and in the rut you'll see them like this is a very good example I think you this is you and I were together that buck that was running up and down that fence line with those does. Uh-huh. he was running running them back and forth running them back and forth and we almost got a play on him remember as soon as he got out of our sight yeah we kind of ran, ran we ran down. down right mm-hmm. and got behind the, the hill and then we kept going because he was coming back we knew he was going to come back so we were trying to get to a spot where he knew where we knew that we were getting and we almost had it we actually almost had an opportunity you almost got to shoot him and um, it was just too far I just and then they just took yeah, off it would end up being we got to to like a hundred yards but yeah. if you know things would have worked out if we would have moved a little bit faster I think uh-huh. we could have got that extra 20 yards and that shot would have been made you know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Well, you would have shot. I don't know if the yeah. shot would have been made. I don't know if you would have got. Guys,
1: just make sure you take, like, two dozen arrows with you. That's all. Like Joe? <laughs> did, you, did he ever tell you that? No, story? he told me. He told me. Yeah. Oh, my God. He another was... another big thing is, like, a lot of people, sh- you know, they're, they they sit water, and, and, and antelope go to water probably every, you know, they go every day, and they have their routine on the water. But if you're in a blind, always, I mean – how many times people they don't practice from shooting from a blind? Make sure you're not going to hit your limb on anything. Bob did that. Yeah, it's only my brother.
0: Oh yeah, your brother did that too. He shot. He actually shot the blind, and then Joe. Joe did the same thing. He, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So no, that's a big thing. And another thing about blinds and antelope, and really, I think this goes for any animal, but specifically for antelope because you're usually setting it up and there's no cover at all. Is that? Um, if you can, if it's legal to do so, try to get that blind up as early as possible so that they get used to it. Because what it ends up happening is they may still come to water, but they're gonna come and they're gonna be staring right at that blind yeah, the whole, the whole time. time. They know something's they know something's up, or they may not even come. They'll might, you know, they'll get to an area and they'll see the blind. and be like, "Yo, that doesn't look right," and they won't come. Um, where I've noticed that you have success is when the blind's been put up shit. If you could get it up there a week before and they've got, had time to go there at nighttime and different parts yeah. of the day and they've got used to seeing it there. And like now it's just another piece of, you know, farming equipment or whatever the case may be, you know, um, that that's another, another huge thing with blind hunting. I, like I said, I've only did that one I shot that one buck off the water and, uh, I mean it's it's the most you got to have the most success with that tactic by far.
1: I'm I suck if you got the, I suck with the water. For some reason I cannot sit still. I cannot I'm always constantly moving. I I cannot do a plan. I
0: got to I got to be out. Yeah. Uh, I I it's I just it's don't have the patience cuz it's hot. Like it's super hot. You're get in there. And if but if you got the patience and if you are um you know, if you could weather the weather the heat and everything else, it's your best opportunity to shoot something. I mean but that pretty much goes for anything, I think, to be honest. Yeah, well with even
1: I mean right now, honestly I, when here in Arizona, i there's no way I'm gonna sit in a blind at any water hole with all the water
0: we got. There's no way I would do that right even now. Even that, if you if we were still allowed to use trail cameras, you'd be able to tell which one you you know yeah I went to sit whatever now we don't have that option anymore thank you for all you cry babies about it uh, I never used cameras anyway so you know right. I didn't use them that often either but it helped it helped it's a situation where like yeah you want to know if something's coming in if if this which waterhole if you've got five waterholes in mind which one of them is the best out of the five for you to sit you know the best way to find that out is through a trail camera you know it was a that was a big people problem. Then. But right
1: now, with all the rain we got, I would start looking at tracks, looking at stuff, yeah. seeing if they are coming in. Like, and we could just keep on. I mean, from a distance, you could see if they're coming in. And if you then got s- the time, yeah, yeah, true, true. If you have the time, you know, I got, I got, three days this week to yeah. make something happen.
0: It's not like you could sit there for two days and watch a deer go into a water hole and say, okay, I'm going to go down there the yeah third day and hope, you know, hope it makes it happen. Like, like that's. Unfortunately, time is the killer always. Yeah. I mean, if you got endless time, then yeah, just they sit back and pattern everything. <laughs> you yeah, know, figure either. it all out. But unfortunately, we don't have that. Um, antelope. I've gotten a lot of people ask me questions about scoring antelope. And me personally, like, well, you know I'm not much of a score guy anyway, but... And I know class the class of buck that would be, you know that's a seventies buck or that's an eighties buck. Hell, that's definitely a nineties buck. You know, mm-hmm. like you, you could tell the class. But if you were to say, "Oh wait, give me what? How many inches is that?" I don't know. There's a there's a lot of ways. I know their ears are about seven inches long. Um, and they often will throw them straight up, and they run. Parallel to the to their prongs or to their horns, and you can tell. And if their prongs are above, if their prongs are above their ears, ears. they're typically a mature buck at that point. And then you can. Now start what about deciding. what about those bucks? I've been seeing a freaking lot of them that they. They laid out. Yeah, so far, I mean, they're freaking huge. Yeah, it's just a, it's just that's like that's a um, a non typical. Non typical. Yeah, you know you'll see um that buck right there is non typical. The one that just the skull uh-huh. at the top, he's got one antler that's laid out like this. Uh-huh.
1: No, I've been seeing a lot more and more. I didn't know if that was due to drought, due to anything, due to like I really them know. beating up on each, like fighting or I, getting hurt or I something would imagine. like that.
0: I would imagine some of it has to do with them getting hurt or you know whatever early on, but it's probably a genetics thing.
1: Now, with the antelope, what would be better? Like I like fat. You know,
0: Ma- mass counts a lot on antelopes, but length is the length key. of the mean I mean, it's really only what do you have? You have length, you have the prong, the measurement of the prong, and and the mass. Really, there's no. It's not – there's not like a whole lot going on. But you could tell right off the bat like what a heavy – don't look at the antelope from one side.
1: No, that's 100%. Trust me. Because they are so deceiving. It's just like a
0: freaking bighorn sheep. Yeah. Oh, exactly. That's a very good way to put it. Like you got to look at it from the front, from the side, and from the back. Yeah. And then you could say, okay –
1: yeah, every that. freaking sheep to me looked huge i was like oh my god i'll take that one. Oh my god i'll take that one they all look great right. and then then i got a little uh little education on it and then i started to be like oh okay maybe uh i need to start looking at the base right everything was the base and then followed the uh, yeah. it all the way around and see how big it was and and you start to learn but antelope Obviously, I just I've seen them. Oh, that one looks good. Right. You know, you could tell like it's not something you have to really really study. But
0: but they'll de- they'll deceive you if you're looking at especially from behind. Yeah. If you see them from behind, um, mule deer will do that too. But if you see them from behind, they almost always look bigger than they are. I feel like the richard. side view is the best. The side view. The problem with the side view is like so that buck right there. You see how the the horns curl in uh-huh. you don't see that so you don't know what that length is unless you see him from the front and you're like oh shit he's a way longer but if you saw him from the side directly from the side he's like he doesn't look that tall he's only like what four inches above his ears right there yeah but that one looks like it has a raptor uh, uh, uh like yeah. <laughs> Talons. yeah talents yeah talents well, that, that was Captain Hook yeah that was his name we he's called him Captain Hook badass yeah and um so that's the thing. He's like really hooked, and those things come really low down. So, but that's all length. Like, so if you could straighten that up and picture it, how long? Yeah, it like would be. that'd be way. Yeah, that'd be way higher. Right. So, um, yeah, that's my that's my best book, actually. He uh, but, honestly, most people. I
1: don't think they're going out there for the biggest and the best. They want to just get one. A lot of people like they're out there to to get the meat and, you know get that experience not all like if you go to wyoming you go to new mexico you you buy it arizona i could get it i get it we get that i still haven't drawn an antelope tag in arizona i got 18 points or something crazy like that right i don't know i got a lot and i've still haven't drawn an antelope tag and i don't know why it's so freaking hard to get an antelope tag here i mean
0: because we don't have we don't have that big of herd well we just don't have that number of tags like but i wouldn't say like i'm not so excited
1: like i know i could go to yeah. another state and on the get same, one
0: on the same way like it's funny because like i will if it was a different species i get really excited about going to shoot a species in another state but antelope it's like they're antelope to me like i don't
1: i'm excited i love to go hunt them oh i think they're i think i i honestly wanted i want to say this one of my favorite and funnest hunts it is
0: it is it's seriously but i, I don't I, care where i'm at it doesn't matter where yeah I, I don't are. need to be in arizona to get it i yeah. could, i could be i don't care if i
1: wanna i was supposed to go with Joe this year Joe and I was supposed to go um we were gonna both get uh we we're gonna go we we're gonna go to Wyoming and get you know yeah you get know, tags food, there get tags there and um it just so happened that I got drawn mm-hmm. another buddy of mine got drawn for elk over here, so we're just i'm focusing on that, so we didn't we didn't we're not going. But I think next year, I think that's the first well, hunt I want to do is I've been, go there.
0: I've been uh building some points over there specifically because I wanted to go and uh actually Shane put the last two years in so that he would have points so we we can draw the you know that I know the units that where I took you hunting those are fairly easy to get. I'll go back there it's fine, but I have. I have another spot that I wanted to go that's supposed to be like amazing,
1: well somebody told me that Wyoming had a big die off I mean Maybe. I, I know they have millions of freaking they have like a million antelope over there, but I heard they had like a big die off,
0: yeah, so I don't know I heard that too, but I don't know what that means that exactly I don't know what I don't know. I, I don't know what that means for the antelope hunting guy i, I don't know how many of them died off i mean are we talking 50% 20% i have no clue I, you know i should do some research is, on it is but... it something that they can just dial back to tags for a year or two and <laughs> you know yeah. and it's going to be the same i don't know i i hadn't had a chance to really look into that to be honest with you um yeah wyoming was always good south dakota i mean i shot two bucks in south dakota and it was great you know two in south dakota and four in wyoming um that big buck is actually from South Dakota.
1: Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right, so we need to go to South Dakota. Yeah, it's a draw. Uh, all right. But it's not terribly hard to get. you um, You going, going to South Dakota this year, right?
0: Yeah, for deer. Okay. Yeah, I have, I have clients for five days, and I'll hunt for five days myself. I got you. Actually, the other way around, I'm going to hunt for five days, and then my clients get there. I prefer to do that, not so that I have first crack, but so I understand what. Yeah, where, what's where everything's spots. at and every, everything's you know because, although it's I'm hunting the same areas and whatever, it tends to change a little bit from year to year. Yeah, and it takes a couple of days to kind of get your finger on the bulls.
1: One of these days, I'll 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 have to go over there with you guys. Yeah, the problem is it just keeps getting more and more expensive, so. Everything's
0: uh-huh. expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So. But. So. I don't know. I feel like we haven't answered any of the analog questions. One of the other questions that people. Uh, you know what? I didn't print them off, man. I, 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 was, I was expecting you to answer. Ask them.
1: You want me to ask you some more? I don't. I really don't. <laughs> I think. I feel like we answered plenty of questions. Hmm? I didn't I see. What are the questions, John? You got them over there?
0: no i don't I'd, I'd have to go digging for them. the um i'm trying to think what were some of the questions there i know people ask me about scouting a lot scouting for antelope and how do i choose where i'm gonna go um i'll try to squeeze this in here i know we, we're short on time um first and foremost I do on my e-scouting stuff like I'm going to choose well one units that I can draw two that have pretty good densities of antelope um I do look at buck to doe ratios a little bit depending on how I'm going to be you know how I'm planning to hunt it or or what time of year I'm planning the hunting um I think a little bit closer buck to doe ratio creates more competition. So you can get away with more stuff like decoying and calls and they tend to be a little bit more fired up. um, Which makes them a little bit more ballsy, a little bit more stupid. So that curiosity factor kind of gets ramped up a little bit. Um, I always start with water because pretty much everywhere antelope occupy, it's a desert desert. Type situation. Um, start with water and work my way back. Just looking at um, feed and so what kind of feed? Like, what, what are you looking for in the feed? Like, uh, I know they both browsers
1: and grazers, but
0: yeah, like. But depending on the season, what's what? What? Are, what are you? Looking so, bo- during the bow season, most of the grass is going to be fairly dry, unless you're in an area like here, or whatever that there's monsoons or whatever. So, I look for those areas that'll have like like good depressions that have green up in them Mm -hmm. Um, and that green up usually attracts them and it could be a good destination spot to intercept them to Uh so I look for stuff like that I look for you know really it's the same formula that I have for deer and everything else I look for a thing called juxtaposition which is how is everything tied into each other how close is water to where they might be bedding? How close is the you know the bedding to the feed, and is there connecting travel corridors? And I try to look at all that stuff and put it together. And I know it's kind of hard for me to paint a picture with words here, but when you have all that stuff in a certain area versus this is over here and this is way the hell over here and this is way over the hell over here, when they're closer together, you you have a better chance of finding animals in those areas. Mm-hmm. And the same goes for antelope. So um I I tend to look at that stuff. And I look, I also look for areas that I know that I can hunt. Like if I want to, and let me, obviously not just permission to hunt, what I mean is I'm going to be hunting with a bow. And if I want to spot and stalk, I'm not going to look for something that's just Street straight flat, flat yeah. because... You know, it's going to be almost impossible. It's going to be impossible for me to get to it. So I'm looking for stuff that's broken up, that has a lot of those little swales, those little drainages that are, you know, 24 inches deep, just low enough for you to crawl your ass, you know, uh-huh. your happy ass across. That kind of stuff is, that's the stuff that I'm looking for because, and I remember telling you this. We were driving and we would see antelope. I'm like, and we just passed right by. Yeah, him, I'm yeah, like, you're like, no, I'm like, we're not right, going to mess with that because that's just. You can't, you can't stalk it. You're not going to stalk it. We're looking for that, those antelope, that inner spot that we can get to. Well, here's another thing. Here's
1: another thing. Talk to people about, so I know with us with Coos Deer, we like to stay in one spot and, you know, glass all day and see if we can find them. I'm telling you. Look, do. You do. I don't. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> not, 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 I don't do that anymore, but I'm just saying, uh, talk about how you jump shift, a, like jump ship a lot, like you're you're here one second, yeah. you're not going to climb right. these crazy things to find them, no. you're just, you're using your vehicle mainly to right. and you don't want to get too, too close to them, you're glassing from a far distance, right? learning where they are at, then coming up with the game plan, how do I get to that spot what am I going to deal with when I get to that spot Like, and then, then learn the terrain correct? Right, well so especially since the invention of
0: map apps like Onyx and go hunt. Um And I used to do this with my GPS too. But before that, before the invention of that, you know, it was more of a guessing. Guessing what's there. Like, to try to, not really guessing, but formulating what's there. So you're right. I I travel, I cover a lot of ground with my truck. Looking, a spot, okay, whoosh, There's there's a herd of antelope out there two miles out. Let me, you know, and all right. Let's say not two miles away. Let's say now it's something that I can range with my range finder. twenty-four hundred within twenty-four hundred yards. So I range it up. Oh, it's 2,200 yards away.
1: Okay. And usually they're not spooked. They're just pretty no. chill. They see a truck. They're not like thinking, because "Oh my s- god." They're usually yeah. that
0: they, they know they see vehicles all the time. So it's not well, like again, like I said, you know, when rifle season starts, they get yes. way more skittish. That that. You, like I said before, you can get like 250 yards, especially in a vehicle, and they're not going to bolt. But you get to rifle season, as soon as they've been shot at a few times, that 250 yards might be 800 yards. might be 1,000 yards, you know. But, and I haven't done it enough during, during a rifle. I was there once during the rifle season, and I noticed that right off the bat. Boom. They saw the freaking truck, and they were like. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they shifted into high gear and went. But. Anyway, so I spot these and a group of antelope up. I'll range them. Okay, I'll look on my map. I'll even draw a line, you know. Okay, this is where they're at. And I'll look around and I'll figure out how do I get, what do I need to do to get there? And I will plan my route. And with antelope, it's easier because like I I said earlier, I don't have to be so conscientious about the wind. Like I want to be but their strong suit is their eyes, and then next ears, and noses last, where deer are nose, ears, then eyes. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, anyway, so I I try to figure out where they're at, and I plan an attack. And again, I, I'm like, what's what's the most likely scenario? Where can I get to? What is the best likelihood that they're going to come? closer to me? Or can I get to a spot right where I can shoot? You know, I mean, they might be, you know, 80 yards underneath a, a lip. And I'm like, okay, cool. I could get over that lip and shoot down to it. I mean, that's happened. It doesn't happen often, but it happens. So it's about planning your attack. You're planning your attack and having some kind of a, or visualizing where there might be going. Like, well, what they might be doing. or uh, y- And you might not know that. And so this is... And if and another thing is before... Like, I don't want to forget
1: this thought. A lot of times, what well, I remember is that if they're bedded down and you're trying to stalk mm-hmm. them, stalk them. Like, look where they are. and Try to get from, like, behind, like, from, from, from their rear end.
0: Yeah. I think that one was like, like the time where you sent the arrow flying over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Mm-hmm. um no that you're you're right so antelope have i want to say 280 degrees of you never want to sight anything from the side like oh no, no, that's always got to be they got you so yeah. you got to be like literally as you got like a 30 degree 30 degrees behind their head that they can't see you for the most part so, yeah, you want to try to line yourself up. If you're going to if you're gonna go to a bedded buck or you're going to go straight to them, that is the definitely, you know, you want to try to get right behind them. But that doesn't always happen. Like, you don't have that opportunity. But, again, with the truck, you could drive around. You could cover a lot of country. Or if you get on a high port and you could glass a lot of country and you could see and you got big glass, you might be able to find that buck in that spot that you can stalk it like it was a mule deer. Mm-hmm and so it's it's all about creating as many opportunities as you possibly can and eventually one of them's gonna go
1: right for you like that yeah i mean if you get busted and they run away hey yep there's the next one yeah off to the next so
0: but yeah i don't know i think um if anybody has any specific questions they can hit me up on instagram or something like that i I can't really think we this was an impromptu uh, kind of a podcast here. We really weren't uh, prepared for it. Uh, so I hope we addressed, hope we addressed what we, I think want. we got a few things out there.
1: So but good luck guys on your, on your guys' antelope hunt and all the hunts this year. And uh, thanks again for uh, supporting Phoenix Stream Bags guys. I, I appreciate it. Uh, use uh, John Stallone uh, as your code to get 20% off. And uh, send us some photos. We love seeing them. So thank you guys again. Awesome. Thanks, it. All right. Later.